Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of Moving Into the Future. Today, I am joined by the most handsome man in moving in South Florida, Kevin Gray from First Class Moving and Storage. Uh, I've done two of these OMA showcases, and Kevin has been on both of them. So uh, we might have to change the name just to the Kevin Showcase from here on in. Kevin, how are you today? I'd be on board with that, man. But, uh, you know, I don't want to scare away your viewers. So let's... uh, I'm sure you can mask it a little bit better if you want. I won't be offended. No, no, you're uh, you're exactly who I want on here. That's why I like having you on. You're uh, you're my first two technically reoccurring guest. I've had Anthony on twice, but the second time he came on, I really had to twist his arm about it. So this is uh, this is my first willing recurring guest. So uh, uh, a historic moment in the moving into the future podcast uh, history books. Oh yeah, man. I love it, man. I appreciate you having me on. And, uh, and I love the resource of, uh, being able to get the information we speak about out to the, out to the public and, um, uh, appreciate it again, man. Yeah, no, it's my pleasure. And, uh, it's pretty cool because, you know, we just got back from Columbus where we were at an OMA conference there and, you know, we get to see a lot of our partners from the different cities and, and stuff like that. And a lot of people from the group listen and tune in, which is, uh, you know, it's, it's good. You know, I like that I can bring that platform to the group and, uh, you know, provide some content and promote, uh, OMA as a whole. So it's, um, it's enjoyable for me and something I really like doing for the, for the group as a whole. So anybody who's listening from OMA, we, we want to get you on here. If you want to come on, you know, you're more than happy. Kevin's done a good job laying out the playbook as far as how it goes. And, um, you know, we'll, we'll make sure we do a good job. Kevin, what did you, uh, what'd you think of Columbus last week? Man, I was surprised. What a fun little town. Um, you know, I, I, I judged it by its cover, you know, I, I never really spent time in Ohio and shame on me, but really, really nice little town. And, uh, I had a great time, man. I was, I was shocked at how hot it was. I mean, I live in Florida, so, you know, I can usually, uh, I can usually hang with the worst, with the highest temperatures, but, um, that was pretty, it was like, it was like a hundred every day. It was up there. Yeah. Yeah, it definitely was. And we walked to and from a couple places and you were feeling it there. And Ohio is an interesting place because in New York, they have ads constantly on TV, like promoting people to move to Ohio. And me personally, it's a pretty tough sell. Um, you know, I don't, I don't see myself winding up there. However, it is nice in Columbus, especially Columbus is like the 15th largest U S state, um, or excuse me, U S city, uh, which is surprising. I think they actually might be, be moving up close to the top 10, which is something I wouldn't have ever guessed. Um, but they definitely have a nice little downtown scene. And, uh, you know, from what it seems from our partners there, there's a lot of good work, um, with the various companies there, white castles headquartered there. I learned that last week. Uh, so, you know, that was, uh, that, that was interesting and, and fun to see. And then just their group as a whole, what I've liked and enjoyed. So how long have you been going to the OMA like sales conferences about a year now? Yeah, just about a year. We joined, I believe last June, we officially became members. So yep, just about a year. Right. And that yeah, my first one was in May of last year. So I've been to about like four of them, not including the annuals. And I like how Doug or whoever plans them, Julie, uh, they pick different pockets of the country. You know, we did one. My first one was in Charlotte. Then we went to Florida, Columbus, Scottsdale. So that gives an opportunity for our partners in those areas who might not necessarily be able to make it to a lot of, uh, 
you know, the, the different sales conferences, uh, an opportunity to go to those. And it's a great time to meet, you know, the people from Commercial Works and some of the more Midwest uh, partners who I typically, you know, wouldn't be able to meet. That, that FaceTime, that FaceTime that we get together, um, you can't put a price tag on that. I was talking to my bosses about that recently, about when we came back from Columbus and, um, you know, we communicate so much via email, text calls and all that, which is great. But when you can actually sit down, you know, and have dinner, have a drink with your partners, bowl with them, you know, play, play arcade games with them. Like we did at that, that happy hour up there. Um, that, that, that personal time, that one-on-one time with them is, that's what fortifies relationships. That's what fortifies uh, future business. You know, you can do a great job for somebody. You can, you can get along all day via email and stuff like that, but people are going to remember you. They're going to remember the experiences they had with you um, at those, at those events and stuff. Um, I had a boss who used to say that people might not always remember what you say, but they'll always remember how you made them feel. Right. So I feel like that um, uh, that time together is invaluable and uh, just always a great experience. Yeah, absolutely. And that, and you know, it's the relationships you create, because like you said, when you're doing this business through email and phone, a lot of times you're really just a name and you know, it's, uh, you, you don't have that chance to, you know, create those relationships and, and find that common ground too. Cause that's also what happens at these things. You know, you start talking and then you find out, you know, Hey, uh, we're both, you know, whatever bills fans or, you know, into the same music or reading the same books or watching the same shows, you know, whatever it may be. Like I met Bob from, uh, he's from commercial works in Charlotte and he used to own like a barbecue spot and like, see what that allows me to do is remember Bob. So then when I go to these things again, I remember Bob, he owned a barbecue joint, um, you know, been in the business. He's got a great, uh, his son's name sounds like a wrestler. It's like, uh, I forget what it is. His middle name's Owen and his last name's Bowen Bowman. So it's, uh, it was a good one, but if I think of it, I'll remember it. But uh, yeah, it's stuff like that. Uh, sorry, go ahead. I said it's stuff like that that you know makes it uh, makes it fun and makes it worthwhile. And then not only that, from like the personal angle, but then also just coming together to collaborate, you know, in those breakout sessions and stuff like that. Like, as far as I've concerned it, and I've always thought this, you know, Oma really is the 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 best movers in the country, and. You know, these are the people running those, com- or those those companies. So to get them in the same room together and have these discussions about whether it's selling national accounts or marketing or or whatever it may be uh, is incredibly valuable for, for me and you as young leaders. Uh, it, it works out great. Big time. What you were what you were mentioning about, you know, people's personal people's personal endeavors and things like that outside of business. And that's how you remember them. Reminded me of Michael Scott. When uh, <clears throat> in the office, when they're going, making sales calls and while well, they're making sales visits in person and, and uh, Ryan says, look at that old man in his Rolodex go. And he's got the Rolodex and he color codes it so that everything in green, green stands for go ahead and say that. But then, <laughs> you know, he also has like negative, yeah. like things yeah. that he doesn't want to say. So they're color coded in orange, which stands for orange. You glad you didn't say that. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I think 
Yeah, I might have to start doing that. Coming with a Rolodex and taking everybody's cards and, and color coding them based on, you know, how I'm going to remember them. And then we're going to have to start throwing parties up in our room and uh, only only Michael and uh, Jim shows up later. And, and um, That's right. Yeah, that's great. That's great. Um, the OMA conferences are definitely better than the office uh, parody conferences. But um, And then Larry uh, Funderburk, that was awesome. That we... I can't remember. We've never really had speakers like those at other conferences, right? Yeah, yeah. He was he was awesome, and um, I know he was a personal friend of one of our partners. At yeah, Brian Brooks. Right. So uh, that was a great introduction, and um, it's amazing how much sports relates to business. And hearing a professional athlete like that just speak about not only his upbringing and his professional life outside of basketball, but his experiences in basketball in college and in the NBA and how that can relate to, to any business. And, um, it's, uh, the way he broke that down was really impressive. And I got a lot out of that. Yeah. Yeah. So did I, I really enjoyed it. And he, um, the way that, like you said, he correlated, you know, sports to business and, and, you know, basically like that, that overcoming conflict, uh, to, to reach a goal, um, or on the other side of that, you know, fixing, um, well, he said, resolving the process, uh, you know, that's, um, that's an important thing in business. And that was, that was probably my big takeaway from that is resolving processes, which is something I always try to do anyways, and focus on, you know, I'm very process and standard driven. When I work with clients, I try to, uh, figure out what they have going on at a current state and then find out, you know, what needs to be done better or what works, what's working well and then build them into our unique processes. I, I really enjoyed that part of it. And then the second part was the value proposition. I don't do that enough. Um, you know, it's like, I guess it's obviously like built in in terms of, you know, we offer national accounts, we can streamline, you know, all of your needs nationally and stuff like that as far as a value proposition. But I'm trying to think of more unique ways to go about it because really everybody's kind of saying that in Oma, you know? So like, what else can I do that's unique to me that can be a value proposition for my clients? Dude, and you said, you said, I feel like I don't do that enough. And you got up there and spoke about it. And you would have thought that you do that every second of the day, man. So don't sell yourself short. That was, I was sitting there like, wow, holy cow, man. It's like, uh, it's like a comedy show where someone's staged in the audience to like, you know, make, make a joke funnier or something like that and to play off the crowd. That's what I thought that was. I thought it was a setup, man, but I know that was totally, uh, just totally off the whim and, and you, you killed it, man. That was awesome. Um, but yeah, I think what you hit on during that, which was really valuable is, um, <clears throat> is factoring in the emotional aspect of a move of, um, a transition, um, like that and focusing on how it impacts your clients lives and how you can make it easier on them and how we do make it easier on them. Um, so coming at it from that personal angle and, you know, it's not just, it's not just a transaction. Like when you go to the grocery store and, you know, all right, you get this item for that money and you're done. It's a process and it's, it can be grueling, you know, like moving, they say is like one of the top five most stressful things in life. And, um, and, but that's what we're here for. And to reassure people, um, the way that you did and the way that you have been, um, that was encouraging to me because I know I need to, I can get caught up so much in, all right, you know, here are your price points. Here's, 
here's how many men we're going to put on this, how many trucks, the materials, all that. Um, but you got to take time to talk about, hey, here, here's the here's the A to Z process of how we're going to make your life easier, how we're going to make this smoother for you and your employees so that they're happier, they're more comfortable as well. And when you really hit on that, that, that goes a long way. So uh, that was a great reminder, man. Great job. Yeah, thank you. And, and that's one of the things when I was younger, because I forgot like what exactly prompted it within me, but I became very focused on like personality types. So like type A and type B and like what that means for each person and, and how you sell to those people. And like, you know, the type A's are the more emotional buyers, right? So then you do come, you, you, you do talk about, you know, the stress induced process and moving and, and, uh, you know, how I'm going to help you eliminate that stress or, or, you know, be supportive for you, you know, through this process. So you have somebody to work with and, and stuff like that. But then there's also the logical side of that, which is the more type B side, which looking back at it, no one stood up there and, and did it. I should have just done it again. Um, and, and just showed both sides of the coin there because I do that a lot too, you know, and like essentially where we're breaking a move down from a standpoint of, okay, here's the time frame, here's how much time it's going to take and here's the cost associated with that. And here's why. And then you can break that down for somebody who's more type B analytical in that sense. And it allows them to better understand how this is going to happen and, and, and what's going to be done and, and done and make them feel more comfortable uh, in doing it in a, in a more process driven and, um, specific, uh, meticulous way. So it's, um, I, I look out for that very early when I'm dealing with a person and see with us, like we're clearly type A's. And even I was at a, an award ceremony last night and like everybody in that room for the most part is a type A personality, you know, but it's when you walk into the client's office and, you know, you may be dealing with, anybody, it could be the general counsel sometimes who's like, you know, very logical from a, from a law standpoint. And you need to explain to him, you don't need to be coming off about, you know, stress and, and, and all that. He doesn't care about that. You know, he cares about the, the logic behind the move and how it's going to be done in a uh, precise way for a reasonable cost. And, and, right. you know, when, when you can do that effectively, uh, it, it helps out a lot. I remember I had a big deal um, a couple of years ago where I um, I worked really hard on the proposal and you know put put a step by step process together. I went in person to deliver the hand deliver the proposal in a in a printed format, um, and they they were obviously accepting other bids as they always do. And I ended up winning it. And the guy was, the guy was transparent with me, the client, and he said, "I just want to let you know, like you were the highest price." but you were the most prepared. Right. And that's why we want to work with you. Um, so that absolutely um, goes a long way is when you, um, you know, you show them that you're going to be there step-by-step step, um, throughout this process and that you're not just, you know, dumping them off into the hands of your crew and, and, and going to walk away. Um, although our crews, you know, they're obviously great and they can, they take amazing care of our customers. Um, but clients want, they want the comfort of um, you being by their side throughout the process since you've been there uh, since the beginning of the process and walking it, pricing it, things like that. Um, so I totally agree with you. That goes so far. And um, I think we all need to put that into practice. Yeah. And one of the things you said too, which I don't do enough of, and I wish I did more, is delivering a hot, hard copy of the, or the proposal. 
and like, you know, going there and if they have the time to like sitting down with them and going through the proposal together, because like we were saying before, as far as it goes with OMA, when you just send a proposal over via email, you know, then you're just, it's an email. It's, it's, it's a, it's a proposal and you're relying on them to understand everything in that proposal, which they're not going to do. No one, no one ever does. And really, frankly, like they shouldn't, it's not their world. You know, if you send me something related to like, you know, a, a contract for something else. I don't know all the details in this. And I'm not going to, you know, always read the fine print and stuff like that. People are so accustomed to skimming over and just getting right to the price. And the bottom line, too, not even like the breakdown in between, you know, right. either breaking down the, the daily rates or whatever it may be, materials. Um, they just see the bottom line number, and then that's what they're basing their judgment off. And it sells us short a lot of times. And I... uh I wish I, I shouldn't say I wish I need to be more focused on doing that, you know, when I can, especially for bigger proposals, you know, I don't need to be doing it for like a five grand or something like that. But like, you know, if I'm sending over a forty, fifty thousand dollar project, uh, it makes a ton of sense, you know, to, to take time, say, hey, I'm going to you know, if you're in the office this day, I'll, I'll be near there. I'd love to deliver it and, and take 20 minutes, 30 minutes to go over it together. Do you do that a lot? Not as often as I should. So you, you know. In a perfect world, you could do it for, you know, all these projects. Um, but obviously we're, we're on the road so much. Our schedules are crazy. Um, but when I have the time, I, I absolutely like to, and uh, it sets you apart, you know, it sets you apart from your competition because, because they're, you know, they're not doing that. Right. Um, so it definitely sets you apart, but it also, it just, you're walking the walk when, when you do that, when you claim you care about a client and, and, you know, um, you're walking the walk and showing that through your actions, when you take the time to go by in person and, uh, and drop that off and go over it with them, they, it makes them feel, um, I think it makes them feel heard and appreciated and, uh, and cared for. So, um, I think in their minds, they say, Hey, if he's doing this before the move, then I imagine the move itself is going to, is going to go through the, uh, go with the same, the same care and attentiveness. So. Right. Exactly. It's that, it's that attention to detail and that sensitivity up front that, uh, you know, offers that peace of mind. So yeah, I really like that. Did you, have you spoken to Nelson since, um, since the, uh, conference last week? What did he think of his first one? Oh yeah, man. He was fired up. Yeah. He was fired up. Uh, yeah. So for everybody watching, Nelson is our new, um, general manager at our new Orlando branch. Uh, he's been killing it. He's been doing awesome. Uh, very hungry and very sharp. Um, so we're really, really blessed to have him part of our team. Um, <clears throat> he's been, we've actually been working a lot together because um, Sunrise, uh, our, our Miami branch is about, about a three and a half hour drive from Orlando, roughly. Yeah. And the warehouse warehouse space here as where as well as most other places is just overflowing right but the fact that we have this new orlando warehouse that we have to fill nelson's like doors are open like you guys you know send me anything you got and i'm selling deals down here and exactly clients know Clients know that there's there's very limited warehouse space down here, not just with us, but with everybody. Mm -hmm. So they're paying us to take it to Orlando to store it there. Like that's wow. that's how high the demand for storage is right now. And he's been killing it, man. He's just been raking it in. And 
And I've been, I think I got five trailers headed his way this weekend that he's going to have to on. Yeah, Monday morning. So I just, I texted him at like four in the morning the other day. I got, I got up to get started early and I'm just like, hey man, by the way, you're going to have five trailer loads at your place on Monday. <laughs> you know, most most GMs would be like, what? Never, we never talked about this. He's, he's like, awesome, man. He's like, thanks so much. He's like, we'll be ready. So fill it up, fill it up. And then I saw too, uh, Citadel is leaving Chicago and coming to South Florida, which is huge. Oh, yeah. Did you see that? Wow, I didn't hear about that. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, that's going to be all new construction in another large financial firm leaving a wow. major metropolitan city to come to South Florida. Um, wow. I don't know exactly where they'll be in, in, in South Florida, uh, but I'm pretty sure it is going to be like South, not Tampa or Orlando. Um so that's just another large company bringing probably, I don't know, thousand employees or so, maybe five yeah. five hundred to a thousand, I'd imagine, uh, yeah. down to wow. Florida. It's going to be insane there. One, one of many. Yeah, it's yeah. been. Uh, I'm definitely. I'm definitely. I'm a little behind on my business journal reading. Yeah, yeah. I think it just got announced yesterday. Okay. All right. So now I don't feel that bad about it, but. Yeah, they're uh, they're one of many. It's been it, it's been just wave after wave of of uh, of big name companies moving down here, and uh, we love it. You know, it's it's uh, we I think we spoke about this on the last podcast, but you know, it's what it's what every sales rep in this industry wants. Seriously, um, so this is a great market to be a part of, and uh, and. We're, we're actually a, we, we have the resources to help all these companies, um, regardless of peak season, regardless of the volume of these companies coming down here, we have the resources to service all of them. So that's been, uh, it's great to work for an organization that can actually provide you the tools you need to take care of these, these companies in the, in the, in the waves and the volumes that they're coming in. Um, so re- very grateful for that. Cause I know a lot of people don't have that luxury. Yeah, that was one of my big takeaways from our, our little young leaders uh, seminar in D.C. is there's so many partners who, uh, you know, they're they're doing a lot at their companies. The young leaders are specifically, you know, it's um, and that's tough. When I started out, I was I was doing a lot of that same. And it's um, it's hard to keep up with that, you know, because you got your hands in so many different jars that, uh, you know, you lose track as far as what's going on and stuff like that. So working for a company. Uh, that that has the necessary resources to, you know, support and uh, make sure that you can do your job well is is so important in this industry, and that's why National Accounts and OMA works really well too. I think specifically for like young leaders in general is because they can grow their business through the OMA network, uh, and that you know resource pool is limitless essentially almost. Um, so it it helps them a lot, you know handle their clients and manage their clients without being overwhelmed with, you know, the, uh, day-to-day of, of local moving and stuff like that. That's, I've been blown away at the, uh, I always use the term taking the reins, you know, whether it's one of our coordinators knowing when to take the reins, whether it's a partner, that's, that's so, that's so underrated because I was talking about this a couple of days ago, I was thanking my coordinator 
because her name's Erica Castro and she's a rock star. She's one of several coordinators that we have. They're all rock stars. Um, she, the, there was a project where it's, it's a client that we have our work orders and paperwork, but they have theirs that they need us to sign and go by. And, and a lot of times on other projects, those were slipping through the, through the cracks and the client was having to reach out to me and say, Hey, where is this paperwork? Where is this and that? And I'm happy to do it, you know, but it's one, it's always one more thing. And when you're doing this many projects with a client that can, that can add several hours to your week, you know, chasing down that paperwork, things like that. So she, she, I saw in one project recently, she just, without me having to say anything, she just did, she, she read, she read their instructions and she did every step. She got them the signed work order. She got them, uh, uh, the finalized invoice every she, she just she just took the reins right and just did her thing and <clears throat> i just i'm all about i'm all about coordinators like asking us questions and and uh and double checking on things like that's that's so necessary and stuff like that but but there are other times where things are just you know clear as day written out and 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 i trust them to go ahead and and take the next steps in the process to get it done. And she's, she does that. And I just, I just thanked her in like a company wide email um, and kind of use her as an example um, for that, because man, at the end of the day, our job is to sell X amount of dollars. Right. 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 And the business and doesn't run if we don't. Exactly. The business doesn't run if we don't correct as, as well as any other sales role or industry. Right. Right. So, so I was thanking her for that because, and I, and I use that, that illustration that we are held accountable and our performance is measured based off how much we sell. If the end of the year rolls around and Chris and Will come up to me and say like, Hey, you, you fell short of your goal. Like what happened? And I say, well, I was spending time chasing down work orders and, you know, and uh, getting change orders signed and this and that nobody's going to care. <laughs> right. Exactly. That's the hard truth. And, and, and I say it's the hard truth, but it's the fair truth as well. Right. It's fair because we got to, we got to find a way to get that stuff done, but still sell. But when our coordinators step up and, uh, and our OMA partners step up, that's where I was going with this is that the OMA partners in, in third cities that I've been using have just been they've been so personable with my clients and direct about the operational process and stuff um, without coming to me and saying, Hey, Kevin, what should I do here? They, they just do it. Mm-hmm. And uh, that, that's, uh, that's, uh, you, you can't put a, a value tag on that. That goes so far as in regards to freeing up our time and allowing us to actually go out and sell the next project. Yeah. Absolutely. And, and one of the things, too, that I've taken upon myself is to really set the tone, especially from a national account standpoint. Like you're the first touch, right? You're the, you're the person who they, who they come into contact first representing your company uh, most of the time. And, you know, from there, it's up to you to obviously establish that relationship, which we talked about. Um, and then beyond that, figure out what the clients need are, which, which we talked about in terms of the process and stuff like that. And then give that information to your coordinators and your project major, managers, along with, for, for me at least, the company profile. You know, we were talking at, in Columbus about this too. 
letting the coordinator and the project manager assigned to the the job know, okay, here's what we're dealing with. Here's many, here's how many offices they have throughout the country. Here's what we're doing on this project. And here's what's important to this client on this project. And then here's what I'm going to need, you know, from, from you guys. Um, and just making it abundantly clear because what that does for them is it elevates them as well. It makes them see that this is not just another transactional move. This is a big account that, you know, could help the company grow. And even though they might not be seeing that work direct because it'll be happening in other pockets of the country, it's still a representation of the advanced group and, you know, who we are and, 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 and what we're uh, becoming for our clients in New York and elsewhere. And I did a job last week. We have this project manager here. His name's Sean McPhillips. He's such an all-star. It's unbelievable because he, he, he speaks the language of a mover, of a client. When he's speaking with the client, speaks incredibly well. And then we were doing this project through a furniture vendor. We were as a furniture installation, and it's a large client of mine. And he's speaking the furniture language too, because he, he comes from that world. He used to he used to be in furniture, so he was putting these reports together at the end of every day and like sending them out to. We had two clients on this project: the furniture client and breaking it all down. And they couldn't have been happier. And it's just such a great representation of who we are and what we're trying to do. Because in the project lead up, lead up, and I'm sure you're the same way. You know, me and Kaylee, who's my coordinator, we are like so particular about what needs to be done all the paperwork getting in quickly, the communication is in line, uh, you know, we go above and beyond in that. So then for Sean to take that baton and, uh, you know, finish up that job well and make sure that, because with furniture installations too, I mean, this was a large project, you know, there's always going to be little things, you know, legs missing or, or whatever it is, but to get ahead of that and identify it quickly and then resolve it quickly, you know, because we, we've already, uh, identified it and, and, and understood we need, we need to get this turned around quickly, help save time, save money, get, this, get, get, get the client in the space sooner. So it helps a ton. And then, you know, same thing. Uh, we had, we we're doing a large lab move. And, and again, like, you know, Frank DiCarlo, our project manager on that, just goes above and beyond communicating and, and articulating. And there's change orders involved and identifying those quickly on site and getting the client to sign off on them so that they're aware that way, when we go back later, it's not this whole, you know, run around and he said, he said, she said, she said. So it's, um, it's also imperative. And we, yeah, right now the advanced group is operating at like an extremely high level all across the board. It's great to see. And like similar to OMA, I feel like we're really starting to get in our rhythm because like you said, like the, the process of like putting wor work orders into boss and like, you know, making sure they stay updated and closed out and like that sort of thing. I've noticed is like running much more efficiently communication between partners is, is running much more efficiently because a lot of these partners I have relationships with now through the sales conferences and stuff like that. And it just, it's like a nice, we, we're in a nice rhythm as a, as a company and as a group uh, that, that works really, really well. I agree, man. It's been, uh, it's been clockwork lately. It's mm -hmm. been, it's been crazy. Um, I'm actually doing a project with Mark and Kaylee today down here. And yeah, I second that about Kaylee and I'm sure, you know, it's the same with the rest of your team, but yeah, her communication and attention to detail has been stellar. And, um, like you said, it just makes, makes my life so much easier. Um, and it's no surprise that the projects go as smoothly as they do. 
um, through that. So yeah, kudos to you guys on that. Yeah. And God bless Kaylee because she manages projects for both Mark and I, and, um, it's like not easy, but she's so good. Like we both need her, you know? So it's, um, we're obviously looking for, for more help and that's an entirely different conversation is, is, is finding the right people to fill these roles. But, uh, Kaylee's Kaylee's an all-star. She, she does such a good job and, you know, she knows that, uh, and, and, it's funny, the, the salesperson coordinator relationship, because we both want to succeed. We both need to succeed in order for these jobs to, to, to be successful. Um, so, like, she knows, you know, she has my full support whenever she needs. I call her pretty much every day and being like, you know, what's up? What can I do? Where can I help? Um, and a lot of the time she's got it under control. But I think, you know, it's important for me, for her to know, that I'm, I'm doing what I can to, to help support her. Yeah, absolutely. And that goes a long way with them. You know, like I know you and I have spoken about this before, but just, just, just little things like, you know, just an email like that, recognizing them and stuff and just showing that appreciation to them. Like they, they deserve it every day. And uh, you know, I, I, I can always do it more, but I, I, I've been trying to, I've been trying to make that effort because they do so much hard work behind the scenes that, um, you know, that, that, that kind of goes under the radar to, to everybody else outside the company. Um, but you know, they're the real, they're the real heroes behind the project to make it all come together. So I always they really do. Cause they're, they're, they're in contact with everybody, the warehouse, the project managers, dispatch us, like everybody. So yeah, no, we appreciate our coordinators. We might have to title that the episode. Um, uh, what was I going to say too? What are you doing this weekend? Anything fun? Oh man, I think I'm, uh, well, you know, I can't give you all the details. Yeah. You know, PG version. (laughs) No, I'm joking, man. It's hard. It's a rough time of year, right? Uh, NBA finals just ended, right? We got baseball. Uh, I know you're, you're a big hockey guy and I'm not so oblivious to that world. Yeah. I don't care about that. Once the Rangers are out, I don't care. The Knicks screwed up the draft last night and didn't get anybody there. You know, they're just running in circles and going nowhere. Um, but I'm going to the Yankee game tonight. Uh, yeah. So that should be a good time. Sox have been making a little run. They're starting to play better. Yeah. They're, they're still 13 games out first, but you know, I forget the wild card expansion. So, you know, they, According to that, they're still right there, but uh, we'll see. Um, I'm laying low, man. I think I'm going to lay low. Um, take it easy. We obviously just got back from Columbus. I got to go. Actually, I got to go to Boston next weekend for my best friend's wedding. Um, he'll be getting married in New Hampshire. So I'm going to fly into Boston, see the family, and then go up there and spend the fourth there. So um that Northeast man, that New England, that New England area, and this time of year is stunning. Can't beat so. it. Can't beat it. I used to go to the Cape back in the day for Fourth of July, um, and that was great, man. I used to love that. I was a little kid, but uh, yeah, we used to do that a lot. There's nothing like it up there during this time of year. Same, same with. Uh, I'm not really partial to the Hamptons in in Montauk and out there. I don't. Uh, just not my style. Uh, but I like going upstate where I'm from and, um, hanging out up there. I mean, this time of year, it's perfect. It's perfect. And, you know, you got the mountains up there and and I love it. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to it and, uh, yeah, just trying to wrap up here this week and, uh, 
it's been it's been busy, man. We got a big project this weekend, um, so might might be uh, might be out on the road a little bit tomorrow. But but uh, it's been a great summer so far. Yeah, definitely has been. Definitely has been, and uh, you know this has been great. I love seeing you. Uh, we've seen each other a lot. We see each other once a month now. This is great. I know, man. <laughs> All these conferences and stuff. It's like, it's like, uh, yeah. We should, we should, uh, we should get a timeshare like at all these, at all these conferences <laughs> that we go to or something like that. We might have to figure that out. We might have to figure that out. So definitely, I'll definitely see you in October. But hopefully, I can make my way to to Florida in between then or something like that, and we'll and we'll make it happen. Or you can make it up here, but. Don't come here during July and August. It sucks up here during that time. It's too hot in the city. You know, we'll, we'll make it, we'll make it work, man. Absolutely. So. All right. But I appreciate you coming on again. The second Kevin showcase was, a, was a success. Um, take it easy, brother. Good to see you. And we'll, uh, we'll catch up again soon. All right. Likewise, bud. Thank you, man. All right. Bye. Thank you everybody for listening.